0: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is, wait, wait, don't tell me, the NPR News Quiz. Sleep tight, baby. You're about to get a dose of (laughs) (laughs) melatonin. I'm Bill Curtis. And here is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sagal.
1: Thank you, Bill. Thanks, everybody. We have a very fine show for you today. We're very pleased with what we got for you. Later on, we're going to be talking to American soccer superstar Christine Lilly, who has the most caps of any player, male or female, veteran of five World Cups, and famous for her game-changing defense against the Golden Goal in the 99 final. You have about a half an hour to Google around so you can understand what I just said. (laughs) But in the meantime, give us a call. The number is one wait wait That's one 924 Let's welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you were on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello, this is Andy Johnson. Hey, Andy, how are you? Fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Where are you calling from? <laughs> I'm calling from Warrenville, Illinois, about 30 miles due west. 30 miles due west. I've never been there. <laughs> you should come. Tell me what I'm missing by never venturing out of the city limits. <laughs>
2: you're missing a lot. I mean, out here in Warville, we, we are the home to the picture of Dorian Gray. It was painted here.
1: Wow. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. The picture of Dorian Gray? Yeah. The Albright's had their studio here. And if you go to the Art Institute of Chicago, you can see that macabre Portrait of Dorian Gray, and it was painted here in Warrenville, Illinois. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a great little town. Well, welcome to the show, Andy. Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, a humorist and author, most recently of Save Room for Pie. It's Roy Blunt Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Roy. Hey, Andy. Next up, it's the comedian, producing, and starring in the upcoming Asian American comedy film Becoming Eddie. Details at BecomingEddieFilm.com. It's Helen Hong. Hi, hi, Andy. Hello, And making his debut on our show. He's a writer for Black Mirror, HBO's Divorce, and host of the adulting podcast on WNYC. It's Jordan Carlos. Hi. So, Andy, welcome to the show. I bet you anticipated this, but you're going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from the week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain two of them, you'll win our prize. Any voice from our show you might choose on your voicemail. You ready to play? I'm ready. All right, here is your first quote. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes! <laughs>
3: <What>?
2: <laughs> it sounds celebratory. I don't know.
1: Oh, you did it. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you some context. That was somebody celebrating their 13th and final goal on Tuesday. She was a member of what team? Hmm. Oh, T- Team USA Soccer. Yes, the US women's soccer team. Very good. <laughs> the reigning Women's World Cup champions, the US, celebrated their return to the tournament by laying an absolute beatdown on the Thailand team, oh. winning 13 to 0. It, it would have been more, but they missed the extra point. Yeah. <laughs> now, the US team was criticized not so much for running up the score, but for celebrating a little too much. We don't know why they're getting grief for all these celebrations. We remember when the U.S. men celebrated their 13th World Cup goal, too. It just took them eight World Cups to get around it. Uh, That's true, by the way. The U.S. women in their first game scored more goals than the U.S. men have since, like, 1996.
4: Um, I think I know enough about soccer that 13 is a lot.
1: 13 mm. is an awful lot. There are a lot of soccer games that have only. There are a lot of soccer games that end with no goals, let alone mm. two or three. Was there a goalie? Or yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool.
4: Did they cut to the poor Thai players every time the USA team? The Thai. Right? The
1: Thai players look. Sad, especially the Thai goalie. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The tie or keeper, as the, she look, just looks sadder and sadder and sadder. Well, she well, should. Oh, she, didn't anybody else, <laughs> no one else wanted to rotate in? Like, mm-hmm. I'd be, after the fifth goal, I'd be like, you give it a try. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
5: <laughs> What's interesting
1: though, just so you know, in case you were feeling really sorry for the tie team, that in a prior match, what they call a friendly, i.e. it Mm -hmm. didn't count for anything, they beat the Cambodian team 11 to 0. Oh.
3: So the Americans beat the
1: Thais, who beat the Cambodians. Let's play the Cambodians next. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. All right, Andy, your next quote is from the latest person to leave the White House. I showed up
0: every day, and I think I did the very best job that I could to be transparent
1: and honest. That was somebody just giving us one more lie for luck. <laughs> As the president announced she was leaving her job, who is it? Oh uh, Sarah Huckassands. Yes, yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> True to form, Ms. Sanders announced she'd be leaving the White House by saying, I'm resigning. I never said I was resigning. <laughs> Uh, Miss Sanders seems to be leaving no. on good terms. She said she was humbled to work with President Trump, quote, the only president the United States has ever had. <laughs> 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 now, however you feel about her right. positions, I should say she was really, really good at doing her job, which was basically not doing
2: her job. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. She really was. Yeah. It is
2: true that she was transparent, though. You could see right through it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but What's what's next for her though?
1: Well, she says she's going to go spend more time with her family, of course. She said she's gonna go back to Arkansas to live with her parents, Mike Huckabee and Ooh. Bernie Sanders.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she was she barely gave press briefings, though, right? Yeah, she like,
4: hasn't given one in well, like four months. Well, that was the
1: crazy thing. Her job, of course, is to take questions from the press, right, and, and share information from the White House with the American people, through our media representatives, and she ended the daily White House press briefing. She hasn't had one in about 95 days. By the end of her tenure, all her official statements were just, mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I don't I think she's been there for four months. I think they finally like um, went to her bedroom and lifted up the covers, and it was just a pile of pillows. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Great. Great thing about this president is he has such a big heart. He likes people that nobody else likes. (laughs) 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 That's true.
0: true.
1: (laughs) All right, Andy. Your last quote is from CNN. And it's describing one of many fun vacation snapshots from the summer's new hottest tourist destination. Oh.
0: One photo shows a woman in a hazmat suit unzipped
1: to expose her underwear. Where is this new vacation hot spot? Holy mackerel! Um. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Uh, this was inspired by the success of an HBO miniseries. Oh, Chernobyl! Chernobyl, yes. yes. <laughs> that's that's where the kids are going. That's where the kids are going. Tour operators are now bringing people uh, to the site of the nuclear accident. They're offering souvenirs for tourists to take home: T-shirts, bumper stickers, cancer.
4: Isn't it closed for like a thousand years or something? Yes,
1: well, it's surrounded by what's called the exclusion zone, where they evacuated oh, all nice. the residents 30 years ago. But they allow people to go back in for limited periods of time. What? Yeah. I love that. I mean, it sounds so VIP, like the exclusion zone. Yes, you know? I know. <laughs> it is true but that there's like, yeah. a, there's like a hundred square mile area of Ukraine that's surrounded by a single velvet rope. <laughs> oh, <so cool. laughs> So Chernobyl's just like hot again.
2: I like yeah, that. Yeah. There's more room at Disney World for me. Exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you get to do when you go there? Do you get to pet like two-headed deer and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, like I said there's this an entire city called Pripyat which was built for the workers at the plant. And it was abandoned. I mean, the the Russians, the Soviets at the time, told everybody they had to leave right away. So it's this weird ghost town where people's possessions are still sitting where they left them. So you can wander through there. And as you said, actually, yes, there's this huge area where all the people have been barred. So wildlife has come back. So you can just see, you know, as you say, deer running around, enjoying their freedom and that third set of legs. (laughs) Bill, how did Andy do on our quiz? So Andy did fine, three and zero. Oh. Congratulations, Hi, well done, Andy. Thank you so much for playing. Bye bye. We want to remind everybody they can join us most weeks right here at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Illinois. For tickets and more information, go over to wbez.org or you can find a link at our website, waitwait.npr.org. Right now, panel, it is time for a game that we call The trump dump. Sometimes the Trump news comes out faster than your lunch Mm. after eating a medium-rare Trump steak. So (laughs) we have to cover it as fast as we can. We're going to ask you about the week in Trump Mm. rapid-fire style. Tell Mm. us if it's true or false. Get it right. You get a point. You ready to play? Yes. All right, here we go, guys. Roy, true or false? The friendship tree planted by Donald Trump and French President Macron last year produced its first apple this week. Uh, true. No, it's false. It died. This ah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Helen, true or false, President Trump raised eyebrows last weekend when he tweeted that the moon is part of Mars. Uh, j- false. No, it's true. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. Jordan, true or false, Donald Trump said he was not like Richard Nixon because, quote, I've done nothing wrong. True. No, false. <laughs> he said he was not like Richard Nixon because, quote, he left. I don't leave.
3: <laughs> mm. <Wow>. Mm.
1: <laughs> Roy, true or false. Trump's Secretary of State finally acknowledged the threat of climate change. False. No, it's true. No. <laughs> wow. Secretary Pompeo said, quote, steady reductions in sea ice are opening new passageways and new opportunities for trade. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's a good thing. Mm. Helen, in a tweet Thursday, Donald Trump referred to his great relationship with the Prince of Wales. True. Yes, but he spelled whales like the sea creature. Oh. <laughs> oh. So he may have been referring to his great relationship with Moby Dick. <laughs> Jordan, true or false, Donald Trump issued his first like on a tweet in several years on a tweet praising Rudolph Giuliani's broad shoulders. True. No false. <laughs> Trump's first like in years was on a tweet about Rihanna's work-life balance. What? <laughs> That's it for this week's Trump talk. <laughs> Coming up, we save the world in our bluff the listener game called 188 wait wait to play. We'll be back in a minute with more of wait wait don't tell me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Fitbit. Fitbit wants everyone to know their body better. Even your dad who probably doesn't know how much deep sleep he gets or that his heart beats faster at the smell of barbecue ribs or that he burned 500 calories in the back nine. Get the incredible dad in your life, the gift of finally knowing everything. Shop now at fitbit.com slash weight and save up to $30 with free next day shipping through June 15th.
5: A language was about to die. Once it gets wiped out, that's it. We will have nothing in our language to pass to our children.
4: And the people trying to save it were still learning how to speak it. And we had to hurry up. Time was working against us. We were like 100 years late, you know. It's Code Switch. Listen and subscribe.
0: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Jordan Carlos, Helen Hong, and Roy Blunt, Jr. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sega. Thank you,
1: Bill. Thank you so much. Right now, it's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener Game. Call one wait wait to play our game in the air. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
6: Hi, this is Rachel Fiance calling from Keene, New Hampshire.
1: Hey, how are things in Keene? They're
6: going all right over here.
1: All right. What do you do there in Keene?
6: I'm a student at Keene State College and a rock climbing instructor.
1: You're a rock climbing instructor. That's cool. So are you out there? Are you like actually on the rocks, teaching people to climb on the rocks?
6: I
4: personally climb outdoors on the rocks, but I teach it indoors.
1: Right. It's probably you lose fewer students that way. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Well, Rachel, welcome to the show. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Rachel's topic? It's not
0: easy being green.
1: Everybody is worried about the imminent global environmental catastrophe, and by everyone, I mean somehow not everyone. (laughs) Nonetheless, this week we heard about somebody doing their part to help, but having it backfire. Our panelists are going to tell you about it. Pick the one who's telling the truth, and you'll win our prize, the wait-waiter of your choice on your voicemail. You ready to play? Yes, sir. All right. First, let's hear from Helen Hong.
4: We can all agree that certain environmental initiatives are just a big pain in the butt, but some are a bigger pain than others. Just ask the inmates at Northern Vermont Correctional Facility, who recently had to contend with the particular pain in the butt that is recycled toilet paper. (laughs) The warden of the prison apparently got a rock bottom deal on the product, (laughs) which is made from a blend of recycled office paper, packing material, and cardboard. Some prisoners refuse to sit through this bum deal. Discovering that when entire rolls of the abrasive booty wipes were repeatedly wetted, then dried, the toilet paper solidified to the point that it could be used to file away prison bars. It took only two weeks and four rolls of recycled toilet paper for a handful of prisoners to Shawshank their way out of the facility. All of the escaped inmates were recaught at a nearby convenience store attempting to shoplift rolls of Charmin.
1: A prison break inspired and abetted by some recycled toilet
2: paper Your next story of an environmental screw-up comes from Roy Blunt, Jr. The East-West Market in Vancouver, British Columbia, wanted to do something about the proliferation of plastic trash that is littering the earth, choking whales, and even coursing through human intestines. However, the market didn't want to upset its shoppers by denying them plastic bags, so it provided bags emblazoned with embarrassing messages. Into the weird adult videos. The Colon Care Co-op. And Dr. Toes's wart ointment. Wholesale. However, far from being shamed by the bags, shoppers found them cute and rushed to collect the whole set. <laughs> you know what went wrong? Those messages weren't gross enough to be sufficiently offensive to Canadians, those bags should say I heart see-through vomit. Or gag on this, Mother Nature. (laughs) Or make America great again. (laughs) A store tries to discourage
1: bag use with embarrassing slogans in the bag, but people love them so much they grab extras. Your last story of good intentions turned bad comes from Jordan Carlos. Fresh out of Silicon
5: Valley, a new startup is aiming to create a sustainable economy out of the clothing we see the least, but throw away the most. Using the rideshare model, undershare encourages consumers to keep their briefs, boxers, panties, and well-supporting bras in the reuse economy. For a monthly fee, users can search an interactive map for unmentionables that random strangers would otherwise toss. That's right, your next pair of undies may be closer than you think. Founder for I Am says the app is perfect for anyone who's faced the humiliation of waking up in a stranger's bed only to wear the same DVDs on back-to-back days. (laughs) Grab a pre-owned pair on your way to work and keep it moving. There has been one big problem though. Undershare has received hundreds of complaints and one lawsuit from customers whose partners are not happy to find underwear with a stranger's name on it in their home. Said one two-star review in the app store, my partner said, Brad, who the hell is Brad? I said, I don't know, but I like his underwear.
1: One of these stories of an environmental initiative backfiring is true. Is it from Helen Hong, where prison tries to use recycled toilet paper and ends up inspiring an escape? From Roy Blunt Jr., a store tries to dissuade people from using plastic bags by putting embarrassing slogans on them and people just want more of them. Or from Jordan Carlos, a system in which people can reuse and share underwear leads to a lot of difficult moments at home. Which of these is the real story of a environmental initiative that did not work out?
6: I'm going to go with the second story. You're
1: going to go with Roy's story that's with the novelty bags in Canada? Yeah. yeah. All right, your choice is Roy's story about the reusable bags. To find out the correct answer, we spoke to someone familiar with the true story.
0: It's not to embarrass them, it's just to
1: remind them that there are other alternatives rather than using a single-use plastic bag. That was David Lee Quen, he's the (laughs) owner of the East West Market in Vancouver, the person who printed up those embarrassing bags that everybody wanted more of. Congratulations, Rachel, you got it right. You earned a point for Roy. You've won our prize, the voice of your choice, on your voicemail. Thank you so much for playing with us today.
6: Thank you so much,
1: Peter. Thank you, Rachel, take care. And now the game where we ask somebody who's used to doing great things to do something silly. It's called Not My Job. The US women's soccer team has been dominant internationally for decades, and for more than 20 years, Christine Lilly was its star. She played in five World Cup finals, three Olympics. She joins us now. Christine Lilly, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
6: Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. So, uh, just to establish the the credentials here, you were on the U.S. Women's Team for 23 years, starting when you were 16?
6: Yes. I know it's hard to believe.
1: Wow. So you were on the famous team that won uh, in 99 with uh, Brandi Chastain's final penalty kick? Correct. And the and you've you also won in the next in the next right how many championships three?
6: I, I won. well, I won two World Cups So I was on the first one in 91 and then the second in 99 yeah. and then I was part of two gold medal teams.
1: right? So you '96, for yeah, you've got some hardware. You've got some I do. Yeah. So now that we've established you know what you're talking about we got to ask you about the topic of the week which was the American match against Thailand First of all, that was a little unusual, right?
6: It it was. I mean, you know what? I respect the Thailand team. They kept playing. Um, The U.S., you know, was on fire.
1: I, I will confess, I'm rooting, of course, for the U.S., of course, but I felt a little pity. For the Thai yeah, team? No, and I was like, come I, I, on, you guys get a goal. You can have a goal, too. Come on.
6: <laughs> <laughs> come on, kids. Giving, Oprah's giving out goals. Um.
1: <laughs> you got a goal. You, you got a goal. A goal. Yeah. Did you feel no, it for I did,
6: too. It's tough. You know, I've been on um, on a team that scored a bunch of goals. I was in the World Cup in 07 and lost to Brazil 4 nothing in the semifinals, which was felt like it was 10 nothing. So. It's hard to be on the other side of it, but I, I, like I said, I respect Thailand. They kept their heads up. They, uh, they can look at it that way and maybe forget about the score for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> What is it like to be an American... Playing soccer, and we all know soccer is not one of the big sports here in America. Famously, Americans right. don't care about soccer. Do the do like the Europeans and the Brazilians, the traditional soccer powers? Do they get frustrated because it's Americans who are who are thrashing them?
6: Well, I don't think they like us very much. <laughs> no. um, but but it's funny. I was just at the I was at the opening game, France against Korea, and there was other players from around the world that played during my time. A Norwegian a French player, and I was talking to the Norwegian, and I was like, we didn't like you, and she's like, well, we didn't like you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was pretty mutual playing, but that's what made it competitive, that's what made great rivalry, and now we can sit and talk about it and share what we've learned through playing the game and what, you know, the women's game has grown into now.
1: Do you still dislike them a little bit?
4: Oh, yes, totally. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do
4: you know a lot of Norwegian curse words? Vilch.
1: Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> thought is that was one. one. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't learn Norwegian curse words. She inspires them. <laughs> is there a difference between the men's game and the women's game, other than the fact one is played by men, one is played by women, are there different styles of soccer? Do you see different things if you know what to look for? Yeah. Um, yeah,
6: the difference I would say right now that men are a little bit more dramatic. <laughs>
5: Whoa. Shots fired. I know. Shots fired. Those men are just so
4: over-emotional.
1: I know. (laughs) So uh, do your kids play soccer?
6: They do. I have two daughters, and they both play soccer.
1: Oh, my gosh. So what kind of soccer mom are you?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Some days it's good. Some days it's not good.
1: (laughs) So, Describe a bad day.
6: Well, I also help coach, so... I, uh, I, get to, I get to say the things, um, but sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to say something right now, but I can't.
1: Mm-hmm. So wait a minute. Uh, you help coach. Yes. So that means there's a, there's a coach. <laughs> and, and this poor woman <laughs> has a 23-year veteran of the U.S. women's team with two World Cup and two Olympic titles standing there giving suggestions. LAUGHTER <laughs> you, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I bet she knows Norwegian curse words. Yeah, yeah she does. <laughs>
1: and are, are you gentle about it? Oh, coach, you know, it's just an idea, but maybe you could try to win a game. I
6: mean, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a very good assistant. I'm sure you
1: are. <laughs> and and uh how are you with your daughters? I mean, are you the, do you like, you know, give give them a talking to if they don't play to their potential or are you one of those everybody is a champion kind of people?
6: Oh, no, no, not everyone's not a champion. Wow.
3: Wow. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my Damn. god. Harsh.
1: Get that participation trophy out of
6: my house
1: exactly <laughs> you ever you ever been uh, you ever been tempted to cut one of your daughters from the team <laughs> <laughs> not yet <All> right. <laughs> well christine lilly it is a pleasure to talk to you today but we have invited you here to play a game we're calling your cup runneth over <laughs> you of course are world cup <laughs> champion but what do you know about the world's other cups Oh. We're going to ask you three questions about many different cups. All right. Answer two correctly, you want a prize that is not a cup for one of our listeners. Instead, it's the voice of their choice from our show. Bill, who is Christine Lilly playing for?
0: Shane Hyman of
1: Lawrence, Kansas. All right. Ready to play? All
6: right. I am. All right, Shane. Here we go.
1: I can, I can feel you, like, getting ready to go. I know. I'm in my
6: game mode right now. I this can... is, you know, I'm very competitive.
1: I know. I know. Here's your <laughs> first question. We've had cups of one kind, of course, for thousands of years. In fact, Pythagoras, the ancient Greek mathematician, was a pioneer in the cup field as well. What did he invent? Was it, A, the novelty gift cup (laughs) with the message, world's best mathematician on it, (laughs) B, the prank cup, which spilled wine all over the user when he tried to take a sip, or C, the travel mug. In his case, a cup designed to be latched to the saddle of a horse.
6: Oh, I'm gonna go with C. You're
1: gonna go with C. It was actually the prank cup. <laughs> uh-huh. what? Pythagoras, what? the great genius mathematician, invented the prank cup. And it's really huh. ingenious. If you, if you pour in too much wine, it all of a sudden drains out onto your lap. <laughs>
2: That's Pythagoras. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who invented the whoopee cushion? That's uh, good. <laughs> <that's all. laughs> Socrates yeah. Yeah. Right. I noticed, by the way, Christina stopped laughing.
1: She's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I know.
6: I'm like, I'm mad right
1: now. All right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next question. We all know and love Japan's famous cup of ramen. You know, it's a styrofoam cup. You pour in water, you get ramen noodles. It's great. Other countries have their own version, too, like which of these? A, Russia's cup-o mashed potatoes. B, Canada's cup-o bacon. Or C, Sweden's cup-o herring.
6: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what was the first one again? The first one was Russia's
1: <laughs> cup-o mashed potatoes.
6: <laughs> oh, those good old Russians. Let's see what they got.
1: <laughs> you going to go with that? Yeah. You're right. Of course. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the couple instant mashed potatoes is available in chicken, beef, onion, and crouton flavor. And I'm going to be honest. It sounds great. All yeah. right. Last question. This is, you can think of this as the shootout. If you win, you win. Yeah. <laughs> All cars have cup holders now. That's passe. That's boring. The real innovation in drinking while driving is which of these? A, the the top-of-the-line Mercedes Maybach, which comes with sterling silver champagne flutes for each passenger. B, the new model Honda Odyssey minivan, which has holders for juice boxes in the ceiling, so you can hang them above your kids like IV bags.
5: (laughs) Sweet juice.
1: Or C, the new Ford (laughs) 150 tailgate edition pickup, which has a built-in beer keg and tap.
6: Oh, these things are all just wrong. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: oh, wow. I'm going with the minivan with the drip. Oh,
1: mm. the
4: audience is rioting. Yeah.
1: So you you actually, so the idea is like you put your kid <laughs> <laughs> you strap him in. Yeah. Hook up hook up the, the juice box like a gerbil Above their head, <laughs> run the straw down to their mouth. <laughs>
6: I, I think it's more like A, but I don't agree with it.
1: <laughs> so in other words, you think A is the right answer, but you just think it's a wrong thing to have. You think yes. Well, the truth doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna pick it. Yes. You're right, of course. Right. Right. Thank you, Adi. This is a two hundred thousand dollar luxury sedan, Mm -hmm. and you better believe, for that amount of money, it comes with a little fridge to keep your champagne cold. Yeah. 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 Bill, how did Christine Lilly do in our quiz? Christine, you can hang another award up, because you won our quiz. Christine Lilly is a Hall of Fame soccer player. She's played in five World Cups and three Olympics. Her new book on team building, Powerhouse, is on sale now. Christine Lilly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, and good luck to your former teammates in the World Cup. In just a minute, Bill has a new way to get you to eat your vegetables in the listener limerick challenge. Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Support for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and the following message comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Imagine how it feels to have an award-winning team of mortgage experts make the home buying process smoother for you. With a history of industry-leading online lending technology, Rocket Mortgage is changing the game. Visit rocketmortgage.com wait, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, mnlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button, get mortgage. I'm Gregory Warner. On Rough Translation, we follow a rescue mission
4: in real time. After an Iraqi photojournalist goes missing on the front lines.
5: We don't believe it. I don't believe it.
4: He leaves his family and his friends to try to save him.
5: When he said, who is
1: this? Or like, who are you? They respond, we are the Islamic State.
4: From NPR's Rough Translation, listen and subscribe.
0: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Helen Hong, Jordan Carlos, and Roy Blunt, Jr. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter
1: Sagal. Thank you, Bill. In just a minute... Bill gets ready to Rhyme Ball in our Listener Limerick Challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's one 924 8924 Right now, panel, some more questions for you from the week's news. Jordan, a new survey has found that compared to their own baby boomer dads, millennial dads are sorely lacking in their ability to do what? Oh, um, call their dads? <laughs> um, <laughs> fix anything? Exactly right. Uh, yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that one's a little too close to home, really? okay? I can do things, all right? I know? Are you a dad? I am a dad. You're a dad, and yeah. can you do things? Uh, yes. I have many tools from Ikea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> chiefly an Allen wrench. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're, you're, yeah.
1: Your complete toolkit is like 18 Allen wrenches, each of which came with a dresser. The survey found really? that almost two-thirds of millennial dads don't even own a hammer or screwdriver. Leaving them unable to repair anything, including apparently their relationship with their mm. father.
5: <laughs> I have a screwdriver. Um, it is the the, the, uh, the Phillips. Yeah, I, yeah. Very good. That was very. That was very handy. Oh,
4: that was convincing. Thank yeah. you, Helen. Yeah. Do you own a hammer?
5: Uh, my neighbor. <laughs> We share a hammer. We share a lot of... I have a mallet. Okay. No, No, I don't.
4: Wait, do your kids come to you and ask you to fix things? Yes. And what do you say?
5: I say, wait till your mom comes (laughs) home.
1: Coming up, it's lightning full in the blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one triple eight 888 wait wait That's 1-888-924-8924. Or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org. There so you can find out about attending our weekly live shows right here at the Chase Bank Auditorium in Chicago. And our upcoming shows, June 27th at the Mann Center in Philadelphia. And July 18th at the Blossom Music Center just outside of Cleveland in beautiful Cuyahoga National Park. And don't forget to show off your smarts with a wait-wait Quiz, our smart speaker game. Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to open the wait, wait quiz and feel that sense of accomplishment you so desperately need. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hey, this is Jonathan from Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, how are things in Raleigh? Oh, they're fantastic. I love things here in the city of Oaks. You do? You do? What do you do there? Um, well, I am a sports information assistant and a professional sports play-by-play announcer. Are More I
5: can tell people, a professional alphabet arranger.
1: You're you're that's you're a professional play-by-play announcer. Do do you have a do one sport or all the sports? Um, I do football, men's and women's basketball, and baseball. Wow, um, is there a secret to being a great play-by-play person? Um... Being able to talk and being able to arrange words in ways that people usually don't. Like hmm. talking about a pitcher being like a downhill to so derby racer. That's a weird metaphor.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was on a roll. All right. Well, welcome.
5: <laughs>
1: oh, I like this guy. Oh, yeah. You, you have a future, my friend. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Jonathan. Bill Curtis is going to read for you three news-related limericks with the last word or phrase missing from each if you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly and two of the limericks will be a winner. You ready to play? I am. Here is your first limerick.
0: All those sprinkles and cakes are exhausting. It's not money, but health that they're costing. Our kids won't eat dressing, but we are not stressing. We'll cover our
1: salad with... Frosting. Frosting, Frosting, yes! In an effort, in an effort to get kids to eat more vegetables, (laughs) Kraft is rebranding ranch salad dressing as, quote, salad frosting <laughs> and selling it in a little frosting tube. Kraft somehow didn't realize that in the phrase salad dressing, the problem was not the dressing part.
4: <laughs> I, I'm i not going to lie. I kind of like the frosting idea. Like, if they did sell frosting in like individual tubes, I would be tempted to eat it.
1: Do you know, Helen? Yes. They do.
4: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Yeah. I was like, the whole what? the whole notion of salad frosting. Wait, is,
4: doesn't frosting come in those cans?
1: There's there's, there's cans, cans there's and tubes. there's tubes but <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know how sometimes well, there are like, they're like letters or people yeah. write names on frosting that's often done with little tubes of frosting but you
4: those, that's done by professionals
1: <laughs> no Helen. Helen are you like a UFO wearing a skin suit like what's <laughs> you can go out and just buy tubes of frosting and stick them in your mouth and squeeze them and never you leave know, the house again you
4: Americans are so weird <laughs> my mother would never allow such a thing
0: here is your next limerick. <laughs> My laundry routine has been squashed because couture is now low and deposhed. I'll wear them for weeks. Who cares if it reeks? My clothes are made not to be... Oh boy! Why? Yes, why? Yes.
1: Companies are now developing and selling clothing pieces meant to be worn for weeks at a time without ever being washed. Uh. They're geared toward travelers, environmentalists, and that guy who has a pair of sweatpants he considers the dressy ones. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that the clothing has this special hygienic wool blend. It doesn't smell even after multiple wearings. Huh. Wait, does, some, uh, does this
4: new brand come with a? B- a bottle of deodorant.
1: <laughs> well, no, but the idea is it doesn't absorb your. For somehow through some amazing chemical high-tech process, it mm-hmm. does not absorb your sweat and smell, so it does not smell. smell. That's well, why the did they
4: start with this from the first place?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to do. This is mm. this is 21st century it's technology. New. So do you smell inside your clothes?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Once you take them off, <laughs> oh <Yeah, I> <laughs> It had no place to go, you know. It just trap smells. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh.
5: Back up, honey, I'm taking off the pants. Whoa. Wow. Happy Father's Day. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: All right. Here is your last limerick.
0: Those blood splatters leave me undaunted satanic goats just what i wanted we are making the sale of a former witch jail i am buying a house that is
1: haunted, haunted. Oh, yes it is. haunted <laughs> a charming two-bedroom cottage in essex britain can be yours for only three hundred thousand dollars as long as you don't mind it's a former haunted witch prison the cheerful yellow cottage, formerly called the Cage, was built in 1582. It has sunny garden views, all new appliances, and room enough for 14 women accused of witchcraft. (laughs) (laughs) The cottage is in great shape. It hasn't been occupied since 2008 when the current owner moved out after, and this is true, being, quote, physically attacked by the, quote, satanic looking ghost of a goat. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Mm, Yeah. And a witch
5: prison. That's, I mean,. Yeah. Interesting. I, I thought they just burned them at the stake, but some of them were—they were only doing no, they had like... to be kept
1: for trial. Before oh, they were sure. Yeah. I'm,
5: I'm sorry. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you can't just burn them right away. I mean, they are <laughs> not savages. <You're> right. <laughs> due
1: due <to> process. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's right. not Essex England. It's yeah. not a. <laughs> but there is due process. There You're absolutely process. right. <laughs> Bill, how did Jonathan do? Perfect. Three and zero. Oh. Good going, Jonathan. Congratulations. Well done, Jonathan. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Odoo. Odoo is a management software that covers all your business needs in a one-stop solution. Odoo apps are perfectly integrated to each other, allowing you to fully automate your business processes. Want to boost your business? Check out Odoo's new business game, Scale Up. It's fun, it's smart, and Odoo offers it for free, shipping included. Use promo code WAIT on ODOO.com slash scale up.
5: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Home Instead Senior Care. Gerontologist and caregiver advocate Lakeland Hogan reflects on Home Instead's mission to enhance the lives of aging adults and their families.
4: You don't stop living once you hit a certain age you can still live a rich, meaningful life through your, your later years. And so we are really excited to be celebrating our 25th anniversary at Home Instead and to be still uh, working towards our mission.
5: To learn more about Home Instead Senior Care, go to homeinstead.com.
1: Now, on to our final game, Lightning Fill in the Blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill in the blank questions as he or she can. Each correct answer now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the scores?
0: Very tight. Roy, three. Helen, three. Jordan has two. Okay. Mm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what? Are the stakes really that
1: high? Oh, I know. No.
4: Life or death, Jordan. <laughs> oh my life or death. Gosh.
1: All right, Jordan, you're in third place, <laughs> yes, so you're up I, first. I, I know the clock that. will start when I begin your <laughs> first breath. <birthday. laughs> During an interview with ABC News on Wednesday, President Trump said he would accept damaging information about an opponent given to him by blank. Uh, foreign power. Right. On Wednesday, Republicans and Democrats rebuked the White House for an $8 billion arm sale to blank. Saudi Arabia? Right. This week, Nevada became the first state to ban testing potential employees for blank use. D- drugs? Marijuana. Close enough. On Wednesday, President Trump unveiled a redesign for blank. Oh, Air Force One. Yes, a Florida man busted for drug possession insisted that the cocaine police found wasn't his, Mm. even though they found it in blank. (laughs) His hand? No, even worse, in his nostril. (laughs) 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 On Thursday, all of the cases filed in relation to blank's water crisis were dropped. Flint. Right. On Sunday, Blank won his 12th French Open title. Nadar? Wait, wait. Raphael Nadal. Yes, Raphael Nadal. (laughs) After $10,000 in repair costs for one man's MacBook and multiple trips to the Genius Bar, Apple employees discovered Blank. Uh, That he just didn't turn it on? I'm going to give it to you. They discovered that the screen's brightness was just turned too (laughs)
3: low. (laughs) What?
2: (laughs)
1: Apple Care. At least a dozen Apple employees were brought in to try to repair the laptop's broken screen remained dark despite everything else in the computer working fine. They replaced several key components. They even provided a replacement laptop that after a few weeks had the same problem. It wasn't until a month later that a technician discovered the laptop's brightness was all the way down. The owner says he can't wait to use it for the two weeks until Apple stops supporting it and forces him to buy a new one. (laughs) Bill, yeah. how did Jordan do in his first round of Film the Jordan blank? was unbelievable.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Really
0: you got seven right out of eight. Oh. Thank you. For a total of 16 in the lead. Wow. Well done. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. We have flipped a coin, and Roy has elected to go next. So, Roy, fill in the blank. Following emotional testimony from John Stewart, the House Judiciary Committee approved funds for blank. For uh, 9-11 uh, people. Who yeah, were first responders. Very good. This week, protesters and police clashed in the streets of blank over proposed change to extradition laws. Hong Kong. Right. On Wednesday, it was reported that the suspect in the shooting of Red Sox star blank was offered eight thousand dollars in cash to do it. Who would shoot Big Papi? It's
2: crazy. I know, <laughs> David, <laughs> David Ortiz. Exactly right.
1: This week, the town of Rockport, Indiana, swore in their newest police officer, whose last job was blank. Um sleeping out to jail. No, the drummer of the band Five Finger Death Punch. On oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, the FBI said it was investigating why several American tourists have died while on vacation in blank.
2: Dominican Republic.
1: Right. Hadestown and the Ferryman were the big winners of the 2019 Blank Awards. Totally. To- right. Police in England said they'll have no trouble tracking down a drug dealer who left a giant bag of cocaine
2: in the subway because he also blanked. He was wearing a... Well, there was one cocaine story where he was wearing a uh, shirt that had... It said Coke on
1: it. No. No. In it this wasn't. case, they tracked down the drug dealer who left the giant bag of cocaine in the subway because he also labeled the bag with his name and address. Ah. <laughs> Manchester, England, police. There are a million
2: stories in the Cokehead city. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Manchester Police posted about the find on their Facebook page, saying that in addition to the cocaine, the bag also contained about 25 pills, several white rocks, an electronic scale, and one of those little name and address cards that says, "If lost, please return to your <laughs> local drug dealer." <gym." laughs> Bill, how did Roy do in our quiz?
0: He got five points, 10 more points, total of 13, You're second right. place. All
1: right. So how many then does Helen need to win? She needs seven to win. Here we go, Helen, this is for the game. On Wednesday, former White House Communications Director Blank agreed to testify before Congress.
4: Uh, Sean Spicer?
1: No, Hope Hicks. U.S. defense officials say that it's likely that Haram was behind the attack on two Blanks in the Gulf of Oman.
4: Oh, oil tankers? Yes,
1: this week, 10 states filed a joint lawsuit seeking to block the $2 billion merger of T-Mobile and blank. Sprint. Yes. On Monday, a helicopter crashed onto the roof of a building in blank. Manhattan. Yes. After being pulled over by police for driving 105 miles an hour in a 70 miles per hour zone, a teenager in Canada told officers blank. He had to poop. That's exactly right. He ate too many (laughs) buffalo wings and had to get home to use the bathroom. With a Game 7 victory over the Boston Bruins, the St. Louis Blues won their first ever blank.
4: Is it hockey? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, it's the award that you get. If Stanley you Cup? Yes, very oh. good.
4: Oh my god, I can't believe I knew off
1: sports To thing. lower wildfire risks, utility company PG&E announced a plan to cut power to over 20,000 customers in blank.
4: California. Right.
1: After almost a year of restoration work costing over a million dollars, the newly restored 19th century ship in Germany went out to sea and blanked. Sank. Right. Oh! Mm. They ran into a cargo ship and immediately sank. Historical restorationists have been working on making the 150-year-old ship seaworthy since early 2018, so they were understandably thrilled when they watched it finally head out to sea, immediately steer into a cargo ship, and sink. The contractors say it's possible that enough of the ship can be salvaged to do another restoration, but all of that's being put on hold while they finish restoring this really cool hydrogen-filled blimp. <laughs> Bill, did Helen do well enough to win and impress her parents?
0: <laughs> she got seven right. She has a total of 17 and one. Oh,
3: yeah. her the win. Oh, yeah. yes.
1: This week, scientists discovered a massive object hidden under the surface of the moon. In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists to predict what it will turn out to be. Thanks this week once again to Stock and a Ledger here in Chicago for feeding us. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me It's a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions Doug Berman Benevolent Overlord Philip Okotica writes our limericks our public address announcer is Paul Friedman our house manager is Tyler Green assisted by Simon Tran our interns are Panina Beatty and Lila Francis our web guru is Beth Novi. B.J. Lederman composed our theme our program is produced by Jennifer Mills Miles Dornbos and Lillian King our intimacy consultant is Peter Quinn technical <laughs> (laughs) Directions from Lorna White, our Business and Ops Manager is Colin Miller, our Production Coordinator is Robert Newhouse, our Senior Producer is Ian Chillock, and the Executive Producer of, wait, wait, don't tell me, that's Michael Danforth. Now panel, what will they discover is hidden beneath the surface of the moon? Helen Hong.
4: 32 more Democrats running for President.
1: (laughs) Jordan Carlos. Uh, a
2: global reset button? And Roy Blunt, Jr. You know how when you break a mercury thermometer, the little shiny poisonous balls come out? Yeah. <laughs> well, once upon a time, our moon was Mercury's moon, and it got fed up with absorbing all those little balls, so it came over to our nice, safe, green planet. So that blob is a mixture of mercury and plastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, if any of that happens, <laughs> We'll ask
0: you about it on <laughs> wait, wait, don't tell me. Thank you, Bill
1: Curtis. Thanks also to Jordan Carlos Roy Blunt Jr. and Helen Hong. Thanks to all of you for listening. I am Peter Sagel. We'll see you next week. <laughs> This is NPR.